0: Welcome to Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. This show is about animals and the people who dedicate their lives to them. And welcome everybody to... I I don't know why I have to start every single uh, show like a game show. And you want a new car! Sorry guys, I'll start working on that. Okay. What's up? Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxi. Hope you are all doing well. It is Monday, February 17th. It is President's Day here in the United States, and I know that very well because today, that is right, today on President's Day, my segment on the Today Show with Hoda and Jenna aired, and it's just... Oh my goodness, I'm so excited it aired and we got to bring on some amazing animals. We focused on birds during this segment and the really cool thing about social media is I know we have a lot of people who listen to the show in the States, but we also have a lot of people who listen to the show outside of the States and maybe who don't watch the Today Show and the awesome thing about social media is I'm able to share the content, I'm able to share the pictures, I'm able to share the clip of the segment on the Today Show on my social channel, so if you did not catch it live this morning yeah go check it out on like uh, my instagram at corbin maxi or my facebook or on my twitter at corbin maxi i'm kind of all the same tag and it's really funny i was actually thinking about that today because i was like wow back in the day like back in the dinosaur age when i got my start when did i get my start 16 years ago i got my start on just like on tv right yep yep 16 years ago on the tonight show with jay leno i was 14 years old and that was like back in the day before you know, people posted stuff online, like on the internet. So like you had to tune in and stay up that night to watch the show. And then the next morning people would be talking about it. But now I feel like the majority of people either catch it live or they just watch it online. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of my followers anyway, just watch it online. It's really cool. All the segments are really accessible. So it's cool to uh, kind of repurpose it and be able to share the segment on different platforms, just not on the show. So I'm liking this. It's uh, really neat being able to do that. A number one comment people will send me, you know, in my DMs or they just email me or even just blatantly put it in the comments to say, "Oh, you know, I you know love the animals, but you just you were way too rushed and they didn't give you enough time." Probably my number one comment uh, when I you know do these shows, and my response is, I am so incredibly grateful for. Any second of time just to be on the show. Like I am so grateful to be, to be able to have a stage in front of a few million people. I believe our segments are seen by around two million people in America. So two million people, and then a greater presence online, are able to listen to me talk about animals for three and a half minutes. Like, are you kidding me? I am so grateful. And you know, sometimes the segments are longer. My segments usually range three and a half to five and a half minutes. It just depends, but. As with a new show like the Today Show, sometimes things, I don't know, kind of go over time. And sometimes maybe they'll have a guest prior that maybe, I don't know, their their interview's a little more extended unexpectedly, and that kind of cuts into my time. Not saying that's what happened in this, you know, in this situation, but basically I tell people I am just happy just to have time on the show. But it got me thinking, you know what, a lot of you who do follow me, obviously you love animals, you want to learn more about animals. So how about I go over the animals that I brought on the show on the Today show, and then go over some of my talking points that I wanted to present on the show. Maybe the ones that you didn't hear, uh, there also was an animal and this was actually, I mean, personally, personally, I was a little sad because the big, Wow, surprise animal that I teased you guys last week that I said my big announcement we're breaking all records. The condor only made it on the show in just a tiny, tiny little clip, and my heart broke a little. But there was literally nothing you could do, like, we ran out of time. And so, I'll go over some fun condor facts, and also, I'll go over some more behind the scenes stuff and, like, you know, what the show was like. By the way. If you want to, you know, see a visual of this, uh, please, please, please just head on over to my Instagram and hit my highlight reel and to say like today two seventeen, and it will take you. I mean, it's literally like I, I take you through the whole process of like me in the hotel room, me at the gym, which is kind of gross. I don't know why my wife's like, why did you post that? And I'm like, honey. I just want people to know, like, this is what I'm doing right now. Like, why not? And then you also see me all the way up to, you know, walking to the studio. You get to see the condor, which is awesome, up close and personal in that story. I'll also post a video on my IGTV. So check out all that stuff. There's a bunch of content you guys can check out. Right now, I just want to go over some of the amazing animals uh, we were able to work with on the Today Show for President's Day. So uh, I, guess, I guess the number one question people ask me is... Because I am based in Idaho. I'm an hour outside of Boise. A lot of people ask me, well, how in the world do you travel with all those animals? And that is a great question. And I remember back in the day when I would watch the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, I would watch Steve Irwin on there, right? Like the crocodile hunter, the legend. I mean, this guy is just so legendary. And I remember seeing his segments and he would bring on all these different animals. And I remember I was such a Steve Irwin fan. You know i would watch the croc diaries you guys remember that show the croc diaries on animal planet it was like i actually think i liked that better than the actual crocodile hunter show it was so cool it's like a behind the scenes of what it was like to run the australia zoo and i remember like i knew all the animals they had like i mean all of them and i remember you know i remember this one particular time he brought on a beaver and I thought, on the, Steve Irwin brought a beaver on The Tonight Show, and I thought, that is so weird. Like, my young self thought, how in the world did he bring a beaver from the Australia Zoo, from Australia, to The Tonight Show? And on top of that, that's really weird. I don't remember the Australia Zoo having beavers, so... Anyway, I didn't mean to go on a tangent there, but I was really curious, and I later, after being in the business of working with animals on TV, you know, you'll find out that there actually are specialized wildlife handlers that provide animal ambassadors for educational segments such as this, or for, you know, TV projects, and so that's what Steve did. He worked with a handler, um, who I actually have since worked with, but that's a separate story, but that's how he's able to bring on those animals. So, when I do these shows, especially when I fly to New York for the Today Show, I don't fly with any of the animals, I don't travel with any of the animals. I fly in and I team up with, you know, licensed and accredited professionals. Sometimes it's zoos, sometimes it's aquariums, sometimes it's wildlife rehabilitation facilities. This time I teamed up with my really good friend, Fung Lu, and he is a licensed bird trainer actually based out of Delaware. And he... Has been working in, you know, training birds for over 30 years and I've worked with Fung a handful of times and some of his birds and the behaviors he does just blows my mind and Fung has, he's, he's so knowledgeable and he's such a great trainer and he has a bird show. Which actually, if you are in Washington D.C., his bird show will be at the National Zoo this summer, so you can check out Fung and some of the birds you saw on the Today Show. But he basically has this amazing bird show, and you know it's all about conservation and trying to get those messaging, you know, those messages out there. So I teamed up with my buddy Fung. Long story short, uh, the animals were just located, I believe, only a couple hours away from New York City. So uh, I met the animals there at the studio. Once again, all the animals we use are animal ambassadors. That are captive bred and they are used for these types of educational segments and presentations. So it's not like I just brought a random, you know, I'm like, oh, I want to bring a macaw on. So let's just bring a random macaw who's, you know, not used to people. As you'll notice on the show, All the animals are used to people because they're used for that purpose. The first animal we brought on for President's Day was a red-fronted macaw, and her name was Bella, and she was 8 years old. And the really cool thing about the Today Show is I'm able to, you know, obviously work with these great animals, but I'm able to do some research and kind of really look into the animal's natural history and just look up some really fun facts that I want to share on the show. And what I learned about the red-fronted macaw not only... Is it a beautiful macaw? By the way, if you aren't driving, pause this podcast and Google red front of macaw or simply go to my Instagram at Corbett Maxi, and you'll see Bella right up there. She's beautiful, has, a you know, red feathers up front. She's, um, you know, green, has some yellow, beautiful, beautiful macaw. But I found out not only is it one of the smallest macaws, uh, it's one of the most endangered, actually critically endangered. So, you know, from the research, it says there's only anywhere from like one thousand to three thousand red fronted macaws left in the wild and what blows my mind about this is that when you think of macaws you think a tropical rainforest right you think a tropical rainforest in South America I, I mean I do anyway I think of the you know them flying around the Amazon these macaws are the only macaws that are actually not found in the rainforest they're actually found in the, in the semi-desert mountains of Bolivia in a tiny little mountain range in this little little tiny area. They're found in Bolivia in South America and they're used to arid environments where they eat you know, cactus fruits. They're actually super important for dispersing cactus seeds in the environment which I, I kind of blew my mind. I just never really realized there was this macaw endemic to the desert. So that's something I definitely learned. You know a really fun fact since this was on President's Day is that 19 of the U.S. presidents have kept birds in the White House, including Teddy Roosevelt here in the States, which I had no idea that our presidents had kept so many unusual pets. Uh, I I, actually, you know what? Let me take that back. I knew they kept pets, but I didn't realize birds like 19 of the presidents kept birds as pets, which I thought was really crazy. Teddy Roosevelt, by the way, had a one legged rooster. Yeah, I yeah, guys, I don't just going to leave that statement as is. So anyway, we're able to bring Bella on the Today Show you know, talk about their intelligence. They are super inquisitive. Now, of course, you know when we do these shows, you know people will see them on TV. I'm so happy I was able to, you know, say that, you know, yes, this is a great, this is a beautiful bird, but we're not recommending recommending them as pets. They, you know, are really only for experienced owners because they require a lot of care, a lot of space, and they're so smart. They're like a 3 or 4-year-old child and they live into their 50s. So, definitely. I know a lot of you, um, uh, you know some of you who do listen to the show, maybe you have macaws and, you know, you probably attest that they probably are only for experienced people. So that was Bella. It was really cool. We were able, uh, you know, to show her, you know, show the anchors, Bella able to feed her treats on air. The next animal and this is an animal I am so passionate about and I think I've always liked kind of the I mean animals that have always gotten a bad rap like you know you guys know I'm a huge snake fan huge hyena fan uh, vultures I'm a huge vulture fan and I have really I've only brought one other vulture on one time it was on my early I was actually early on in my career on the today show it was back in 2013 I uh, brought on a turkey vulture. I didn't really get to talk too much about them. So to bring on a vulture, it had been a while and we brought on a King vulture and this is, I mean the most colorful vulture in the world. Once again, please stop everything. I mean, not stop your car if you're driving, but if you aren't driving, just Google the King vulture and beautiful, beautiful colored head. doesn't look like any other vulture you've ever seen and they are found in South America and also uh, actually, actually Southern Mexico, Central America, all the way down to Argentina. To talk about vultures as a whole and just how important they are for the ecosystem, like I was thrilled. And it was crazy when we brought Reyna out. Reyna was the king vulture's name. She's four years old. When we brought her out, Hoda was like, oh, and Jenna was like, oh my gosh, like those are the things that we're eating out of our garbage cans. Like it was really cool to kind of talk to them and be like, hey, like they're actually not disgusting. And hey, they are so beneficial. And like, hey, without vultures, our world would would, it would be a really bad place. I mean, they seriously, they're nature's cleanup crew. If we didn't have vultures, we would have carcasses everywhere. Insect populations would boom and diseases would spread. I mean, seriously, and I tried to, and if you watch the segment, I tried asking them, I tried saying, have you guys ever been on African safari? And Hoda and Jenna both said no, which I thought was so sad, by the way. Like, oh my goodness, really? Like, man, you guys need to go. Like, I would love to be their guide as long as they paid for it. <laughs> That was going to be my joke on the show, but couldn't get to it. Uh, But yeah, I'd love to take them on safari. But a lot of people don't realize if we did not have vultures, old world vultures, cleaning up those carcasses like during the Great Migration, when you have over a million wildebeests and, you know, zebras, you know, migrating through the Masai Mar and the Serengeti, you know, all of them, you know, die from, you know, lions or hyenas or just die from just travel and, um, you know, breaking their legs along the journey or falling into rivers. We The savannah would be covered in rotting carcasses. You would not even be able to walk on the savannah. The stench would be so bad. There would be flies everywhere. Diseases would spread. Tourists would not be able to enjoy an African safari without vultures. I mean, they are so important. So, I just love being able to talk about vultures and, you know, uh, Reina, the King Vulture, did great on the show. Once again, Fung Lu, my friend, was able to kind of demonstrate her flying back and forth to a log on the table. Hoda and Jenna, once again, were a little skittish, but in reality, you really can't blame them. I mean, think about when you look at our media and vultures, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is Disney's uh, Jungle Book, that that cartoon. I mean, what? I think it was back in the 60s that came out. Am I right? The 60s? I don't know. Anyway, I remember watching it as a kid and I remember like vultures were portrayed as these dumb, you know, scavengers associated, uh, you know, with evil or, you know, they're really villainized. So I mean, the media has portrayed them like that. And, you know, to call someone a vulture is like not a not a very good term. So we're trying to switch that around because the vultures are great. Okay, I'm off my vulture rant. Uh, the next animal we were able to work with was a white-necked raven. And his name was Simon. And, you know, one of the reasons why... I love working with Fung is the animals are able to interact with the host and they're able to show off just amazing behaviors. You know, sometimes they'll fly to the host. Sometimes they'll land on top of their heads and build a nest. Yeah, that was fun with Kathy Lee. If you haven't seen that, go check that out. Corbin uh, click on in the media and you can see when a bird made a nest on top of Kathy Lee's head. But yeah, anyway, long story short, it's really cool. Fung's birds really interact with the host and, Simon basically uh, demonstrates the importance of recycling. And Fung has literally trained Simon to take recycled, crushed aluminum cans, take them from a volunteer. So in this instance, it would be Hoda, the anchor on the Today Show, would take a crushed can from Hoda and put it in a recycling bin. And, you know, Fung will do this in front of his live shows and just talk about the importance of recycling, which is just amazing. And this just shows you how intelligent these birds are. Ravens, crows, magpies, they all belong to a family of birds called corvids. They're one of the most intelligent animals on earth. And just like with vultures, it's so crazy that these birds get such a bad rap because so many think that, you know, so many people think, you know, of course, crows and ravens associated with evil you know evil dark things uh you know murders a group of crows is called a murder they just a lot of people don't like them they also just dismiss them as these ugly black birds people don't realize they are just as intelligent if not more intelligent than great apes than dolphins uh simon can talk he was talking all the way up to the today show studio he says his name he says hello he repeats things it just Blows my mind. And Fung has taught him this behavior to take a can and put it in a recycling bin. It's just crazy. Uh, crows and ravens, they've also been um, seeing, you know, they can use tools. They have self-recognition and mirrors. And there also was a study coming out that crows and ravens actually hold funerals for family members or kin that have died. Like, what? Like, I just... It blows my mind we are learning so much about animals and the fact that these birds are that intelligent is just crazy so it was awesome being able to demonstrate the importance of recycling with uh, simon the white-necked raven they are found in eastern and southern africa so they're different from the type that we see here in the states but yeah really really beautiful bird have a white neck a kind of a white ring around their neck and they're all black um, as you can imagine like a raven so simon was great he took the can out of Hoda's hand. Hoda was terrified. She grabbed on me so tight. Like I've never heard her. Like she literally grabbed my arm and it's, I think I have a bruise. Well, that's kind of a joke, but I mean, seriously, she grabbed on so tight. And then before you know it, the segment was over and I was getting that, you know, that, that cut, you know, from the director, I could see out of the corner of my eye and the anchors were wrapping up the segment. And I'll tell you what, you guys, the grand finale animal, the Andean condor that just, the, The most, one of the most magnificent birds in the world, the one with the largest wingspan of up to eight to 10 feet. We weren't able to bring her out because we did not have enough time. And I'll tell you what, a little tear went down my face, but. The good news is since she wasn't main, you know, on the main show, we'll be able to feature her again. I guess that's the half glass full type of way to look at it. With these shows, with a new show, you can't control this. Once again, uh, you're given your time and sometimes if you have to go, you have to go. So unfortunately, we weren't able to feature the Condor, but I can tell you a little bit about her because she was incredible. Her name was Pina, kind of like Pina Colada, my favorite drink. That's just a joke. I don't like those, but so her name was Pina and she is an Andean condor. They're found in South America, 22 years old, and they are the largest flying bird in the world. Once again, I mentioned their wingspans eight to 10 feet They can get up to 33 pounds. Matter of fact, they're so heavy, they actually prefer to live in windy areas in South America because it really helps them with flight. Like They have to catch those thermos and the wind to help them kind of stay aloft because these guys are so incredibly heavy. A lot of people don't realize, and I'm so sad I wasn't able to talk about this on the show, but condors are actually a type of vulture, uh, the largest species of vulture, and once again, super important for cleaning up the environment now interestingly the andean condor is listed as near threatened but the cousin you guys i know you've all heard about it especially if you're a fan of the show the california condor is in serious trouble it's critically endangered matter of fact back in the 80s there were only 22 condors left let me say that one more time 22 condors left in the 80s and an organization stepped in the peregrine fund which is based right here in boise idaho i am super proud of this conservation organization stepped in they captured the remaining adults and decided to start a captive breeding program in the 80s and it has been successful and they have since released a few hundred captive born California condors back into the wild in Arizona and places of Utah and California. And it is one of those conservation success stories. Even though the California condor is still critically endangered, it's better to have a few hundred individuals left than to have like 22 left, so there's enough genetic diversity there, and they're working so hard, Uh, the Peregrine Fund, along with other organizations, including the San Diego Zoo Global, so once again, a fantastic success story, and for all my people out there, because there's a lot of people who don't like zoos, and they think that all the animals should be free, and we should live in this great utopia, and everything should just hang out, and it's all sunshine and rainbows, and unfortunately, that's not the world we live in, Um, the world we live in uh, habitats are shrinking, we're losing tons of habitats, Uh, animals are being poached. They're being poisoned, you know, the vultures and you're, maybe you're wondering, well, why were California condors? Why were they threatened with extinction? Why are they still threatened with extinction? And it has to do with poisoning. It has to do with lead poisoning from lead and from hunters who, you know, would hunt deer or elk. They would, uh, shoot the animal with a lead bullet. And when they would gut the animal, They would leave the gut piles and the condors being scavengers would come down and they would accidentally ingest the lead and they would be poisoned by the lead. Now, luckily the Peregrine Fund discovered this along with a team of other scientists and they have now convinced several organizations, hunting organizations to switch to copper bullets and people are now aware. So once again, the world is not a great happy place full of sunshine and rainbows all the time. So this is a great conservation success story of where a zoo and another organization like the peregrine fund stepped in and you know to breed these animals and they saved them from extinction and they have released these animals back into the wild so it's a great once again conservation success yeah i can't even talk at the end of this it is a great conservation success story once again you guys thank you Thank you, thank you so much to every single one of you who took the time to watch the show, to watch my stories on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. I love interacting with every one of you. I love the messages, the DMs, the comments, the emails I get, it's amazing. And I actually got more for this segment. I wonder if it was it was just because President's Day, because a lot of people here in the States had today off. I don't know, people uh, watched it and it was just awesome to get all of that amazing feedback. With that said, if you did not uh, have the chance to watch the segment, please head on over to my Instagram, my IGTV, and you will see the segment. You can also watch the segment in full at corbinmaxi.com on the homepage or you can also watch it on the in the media tab. We make it so easy for you to catch up and to watch these segments. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I um You know, I'm going to be honest, I love using this podcast as a platform to be able to talk to you individually around the world, and I can't wait to share some other exciting news coming up. Uh, We have some great stuff in the works, and I cannot wait to do that. I also encourage you to check out a blog. I will be writing a blog uh, soon just to give you more visuals of photos, behind-the-scenes photos, uh, uh, just of the segments. You can check out these beautiful birds. Once again, I will include the blog once I actually write it. They take a little while, but once I write it, I should work on it probably tonight, tomorrow. Eh, It should be out this week sometime. Uh, I will include it in the show notes. You can check out those awesome photos and get an actual visual of the animals that we had on the show, the red-fronted macaw, the king vulture, the white-necked. Raven and the Andean Condor you can see awesome photos of Pina the Andean Condor my buddy photo Nate from the Today Show he's the Today Show photographer fellow Idahoan he got some awesome photos of the Condor so check out the blog check out the Instagram and yeah once again thank you so much for listening to the show next week you guys I am so excited if you know what since you have listened to this In its entirety, you deserve what's coming next week. Next week, we are going to feature a Wolverine researcher. You guys, is that not cool or what? We're going to have a Wolverine scientist on the show. I've been trying to get a Wolverine scientist on the show since I started this podcast two and a half years ago, and we have her booked on the show. I have the interview already recorded. It's great. We get to learn about Wolverines, one of the most elusive and one of the most misunderstood animals on our planet, especially in North America. So check that out next week. We'll be talking about Wolverines. With that said, I hope you have a great week. Thank you as always for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Animals to the Max podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends and family. Also, if you haven't already hit the subscribe button, it really helps me out. As always, if you have any guest suggestions, if you want to email me personally, head on over to CorbinMaxie.com. And if you have already, check out our social channels. You can follow me at Corbin Maxey on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll talk to you next time.